I'm Tiara. Hello, I'm Allie. And this is the Goddess Vibration. Welcome. Uh, we've noticed that you guys seem to like the more esoteric topics when it comes to this podcast, which is completely understandable. We get it. Like some of the more esoteric stuff is stuff you guys just don't know. It's stuff that's not really out there. It's unique and interesting. Um, so for example, when we talked about the goddess vibration, the goddess frequency, that was probably our best performing podcast. And then the other one was, was it the crystals one? The crystals did really well. And then like divine connection straight from source did really well. And right. Divine celebrity connections. Right. And a lot of that information came from direct channelings from source. So we're seeing a pattern, which is fantastic. Like, you know, we want to know that you guys are interested in specific things. So today we're going to talk about channeling because Ellie and I are both channelers and it's a really important part of some of the information that we provide to you guys because so much of it comes through channeling. So we want to provide a little bit more depth and clarity into what channeling is how it's done, uh, the way we go about it, and how, if you guys are interested in channeling, some of the things that you can do to start to do your own channeling, because I'm of the belief that anyone can channel. I mean, there are different forms of channeling. It's just a matter of, you know, really putting in the time and the intention into it so that you're getting the information that you want or need. And I think Ali would agree. Absolutely, I would agree. Channeling is something that TR developed first, and I was so jealous. I was like, what is Were this you? gift? Were you? Yes, because I was oh like, what is, this, what is this gift? Like, how is she able to get all this information? And I did not have the channeling gift at that point period of time mm. but I was trying to like get into the Akashic records because I was just like okay well I guess if I'm gonna access this access this information I'm gonna have to figure out how to become an Akashic records reader mm. and oh, that's why you went that route okay I wasn't sure I didn't yeah that's exactly why I went that route and then I don't know how channeling came into the picture it's just I think it happened when they took away your gifts I swear it did because it was like <laughs> the information needed to get to me somehow and it wasn't getting to me so they were like all right well this chick is the next best thing <laughs> we're gonna open up her channeling portals and that's exactly what happened but your channeling was a little different because I felt like for you it was intuitive yes for yeah, me I don't I don't hear like you right. can hear words as if someone right. is having a full on conversation with you. And for me, I just I feel out the conversation. Right. And it's, it was always accurate, which still blows my mind. Yes. So when I was talking about that, there are different ways to channel like that's what I mean is it can come. The information can come in in different ways. And one of the things that I've learned through my channeling is that. I can do that too. So like I can hear, I'm clear audience, but I can also intuit the message. And oftentimes I will use multiple clairs to bring the full message together. So I'm hearing, I'm intuiting, sometimes I'll feel, sometimes I'll see things with my third eye and then I put the message together that way. Um, and that's something that, again, 
each of us can do in different ways. Like for some of you guys, it might be that you see the message. You don't hear it. You don't intuit it. For some, you might feel the message. So that's why we wanted to talk about this topic a little bit more, just because I feel like there's a lot of nuance to channeling that some people don't know. But if you're hearing things, you're not crazy. (laughs) Because I know in this society, like they let you, like they tell you, like, if you're hearing voices, no, you're going to need to go to the loony bin. And I feel like even with people who have quote unquote schizophrenia or hallucinations, I'm convinced that a lot of those people are receiving divine messages and they just don't know it. Like that's just my personal belief with a lot of people who are diagnosed clinically is that I think a lot of them are channeling or receiving divine messages and have no freaking idea. I would would agree with that to a certain extent. I think it depends on the person's situation. Um, I definitely believe that some of it is probably divine messages, but I mean, I think every case is also different and I think you have to look at it from a very objective perspective. Sure. But I also do channel the same way you do. Um, cause now I can hear things like I can oh, hear great. words and sometimes yeah. I see things and, but mostly I intuit it. And then also, um, I get so many messages just through the dream world, which is actually uh, one of my, my, my favorite place to get messages. Yes. Which is technically still a form of channeling. Um, it's just, you know, again, the messages can come through in many different ways. So I do want to clarify that when we say channel essentially what we mean is that you are receiving communication or messages from another realm um, or oftentimes from a deceased entity so i've had this discussion with ali a couple times about how oftentimes if you're a channeler that you're also a medium i went to a channeling course like when i was first getting started into channeling um because it was so interesting. I was like getting messages and I was like, all right, I just, I need to know that I'm not crazy. So I went to a channeling class. Um, I thank God for those, those two men because they're excellent. And they said in the class, they were like, all channelers are mediums, but not all mediums are channelers. And I thought that that was really interesting. Um, and I, it didn't really hit home until I started also being able to hear from the deceased. And then I was like, oh, this is what they mean. Interesting thing, one of the first channels that I got did come from a deceased entity. It came from a woman who was my boss several years ago. I worked with her for like a year with her company and her business. And initially when she came through, I felt things and I was thinking about her. Uh, And I felt like this anxiousness and like this... It was like an anxiousness, like a restlessness, like a uh, razzled or like frazzled energy. And I started thinking about her. And I was like, why am I thinking about her? And I started to intuit a message around her business. Um, So what happened is maybe a year after I left her business, she passed away. And her business shut down. Um, Unfortunately, the intention was that when she was no longer head of the business, that her son was going to take over. For some reason, that didn't happen. I don't know why that didn't happen. 
So she comes through to me and is like, I need you to go and take care of my business. I need you to like bring it back. And I'm just like, whoa, lady, like, I, I love you. And, you know, I enjoyed work with me, working with you and I enjoyed the opportunity and I had fun and I liked the work that I was doing, but I got other stuff going on. Um, and she was just like, no, it just needs to come back. Like, I can't believe they, sh- they closed my business. Like, I know you're capable. You're fully capable. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I could probably do it. I could probably do it. Yes. But I can't help you. I'm sorry. I'm willing to go to another coworker, you know, and see if they'd be willing to. But um, after that, she she left and never came back. So that was like my first experience with the deceased entity. And then I went into the whole experience with Adventures with D, and that was its whole thing, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to our episode, Adventures with D, part one and two, please do, because wow. Um, so that was kind of my first experience. And then after that, it was just kind of like smooth sailing, like, oh, I guess I'm an or- open channel for anything and everything. Um, what's really important, though, is if you feel like that's a gift that's opening for you, like channeling. Initially, you do need to practice discretion. And I don't think enough people talk about this because there are entities that can pretend to be whoever, you know, whoever and whomever. So it's really important that when you're getting started into channeling that you do practice discretion. And that's going to be something that's going to develop over time uh, because it's going to come through as like really needing to identify the energy that you're connecting to, if that makes sense. It does. Can you share with us a little bit more about how not every medium is a channeler and what that means? So apparently there are people who develop their gifts strictly as a medium. Like they can communicate to deceased entities and it doesn't extend beyond that. So I guess it's kind of like channeling, but they're connecting to the deceased only. Um, And I think that that's, interesting now i do know that there are some mediums that can channel other entities outside of just the deceased but apparently not all of them can um Hmm. now that doesn't mean that that's not something they can develop over time it just seems like there are people whose primary gift is mediumship and mediumship specifically which is fine which is fine um i just think that you know it's it's interesting that you know, channelers seem to be able to channel anything and everything. But when it comes to mediumship, that's not always the case. Um, so that's how it was taught to me. That's how I perceive that. Um, again, I don't think it's impossible for any medium to be able to channel other entities if they wanted to. I just know that for some of them, they're like, oh, this is my thing. And I'm fine with that. You know, which is fine. That's really interesting. That's why I wanted to ask, because I remember you going to this channel in class and coming back and sharing all these stories, which was actually another reason why I was like, I want this gift. I don't know how I'm going to get it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to work towards it if it's a possibility. And luckily it happened and it happened fast. Yeah, it was like overnight for you. Literally, it was crazy. That was so crazy. Um. So I feel like when it comes to channeling people, especially if you know specifically that you are a divine clear channel, um, the depth of what you can channel is mind boggling. Now, I know that not everyone can channel everything. 
I do think that it requires development and practice and flexing the gifts, so to speak. Um, but we have learned that when it comes to channeling, that you can channel multiple aspects of the self and multiple deities, multiple deceased entities. So for example, we have, in addition to channeling the deceased gods and angels, we have been able to channel also people, dead and alive. Now, I know this sounds crazy, uh, but me and Allie, we like to explore and we're seekers. So we're like, what can we do with this? <laughs> so we like, you know, expanded a little bit and we have been able to channel the spirit and the soul of a deceased entity and the spirit's higher self and soul of people who are alive. So for example, I can channel my higher self. I can also talk to my soul. Uh, and these are two distinct entities and energies and their frequencies are very different. A good channeler should be able to do the same. And I know that like when I was communicating with D for example, that I could channel his soul, but I could also channel his incarnate spirit energy who was a separate being. And they were so, totally different energies. Oh my gosh. Completely Night different. and day. Right. Night and day. Yeah. And that's how it is. And it's, yeah. it's just so mind boggling. Uh, but that's literally how it is. So when I was going to my classes, my channeling classes, those two gentlemen, they were like, when you channel, you have like these entities that you talk to. So for them, they had a specific set of guides. And every time they channeled, they would channel those same set of guides. And their whole thing was, you need to build relationships with these entities over time so that the channeling gets easier and better and better. Um, so their whole thing was, find out who are the entities you're connected to, channel them every single time. They will give you specific information, the information you need each and every time. Um, so me and Ali have structured something similar to that, but I know for me personally, I will often go outside of that and be like, hey, who wants to come through, whether we have a connection to you or not? Um, and I will also go outside of that and oftentimes channel other entities, um, their spirits, their souls, just depending on what I'm trying to do. Um, as a matter of fact, as far as some of the services I've provided, I have channeled deceased entities with whom I had no connection or relationship, but because I was working with a client with whom I did have a relationship, they were able to come through. So um, there's a lot of nuance that goes into it and like little things that it is very helpful if you are wanting to expand or explore beyond, you know, basic channeling and kind of get into more of the nitty gritty stuff. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if I make any sense. Do I make any sense? <laughs> I would just like to add to that, that entities will also just come find you, which is oh. very common with me. I don't usually call out for entities because entities are just always in my energy space for whatever reason and <laughs> they come and find me I'm just like who are you sometimes they'll identify themselves other times they won't identify themselves 
eventually I will always figure out what entity you are, whether deceased, uh, a spirit, a higher self, um, and any other entity, but they will come find you depending on who you are. I have had archangels just come into my aura and be like, we had to meet you. And I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so like I'll message Shiara and she'll be like, that's so crazy that these entities just seek you out. So I think it really depends on your vibration, your frequency, who you are, because we have reputations in the universe, throughout the universe. There are certain entities that have specific reputations. And so, you know, that will get known. And if they have a way to communicate with you, they will come find you and be like, whether they're seeking for help from you or whether they just want to meet you or whether they just want to establish a relationship. I've had all those experiences and it's not a situation where, you know, Tiara will just be like, does anyone want to commune with me? Like outside of my spirit team. And, you know, people will answer her call, which is so cool. Like, but when we hold our channeling sessions, like that's how typically we always open our channeling. Like Tiara will say a little mantra or prayer and just say, you know, we want to channel the light only and any light beings that want to come and commune with us or interact with us, like you are welcome. And we get some of the most fascinating entities which makes us love what we do even more. Yes. And so Alice said, as far as channeling the light that we've most mostly focused on channeling the light and we have, however, we have had dark entities come through before um, and we have channeled them before. Now I'm not going to say who or what those dark entities were, but they were demonic entities and beings that we had established boundaries and we were like, you know, you're not going to do this. You can do this. It won't go beyond that. And they've given us valuable information. Um, but that's advanced. I wouldn't recommend that for someone who's just getting started. Like, please don't go and channel fucking the demonic realm or the infernal. Do not do that. That is advanced. Work your way up to that. And even then, talk to your spiritual guidance team before you even do that kind of stuff because that's not something I would recommend for most people. Um, but we have done that and we have obtained very, very valuable information. And that dark entity, he actually found you, right? He did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. God, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast episode. But essentially, <laughs> my soul had been cursed and I didn't know this. I saw this on TikTok. Apparently, when your soul is cursed or like another person curses your soul in connection with a demonic being, that demonic being has access to you for the duration of the curse. Now, that was new information to me, but it made so much sense. So this entity had access to me and has for thousands of years. I just happened to be able to channel him because he came through to me with some information. We've kind of gone back and forth for a little bit. We were talking regularly. I started to learn more and more things about my spiritual journey. Um, and it's funny thing, like his whole thing was like throwing under other entities under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm here for this because all this information you've given so far has been really helpful. But while you're here, I'm going to fucking use you. 
So I had asked some information about what's going on on the planets and like the cabal and the satanic agenda. And he had all this valuable information that resonated. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can use some of this. Um, but yeah, that was his whole thing is like, what can I do to, you know, throw this entity under the bus? What can I do to throw this entity under the bus? Um, which we thought was entertaining. Well, although so we he did, had an alternative motive, which he did, it was really surprisingly accurate and entertaining as was. well. But yeah, I yeah. mean, obviously he was a darker energy, so he had, you know, a very specific reason for doing it. But this is where discretion comes into play. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I have a love-hate relationship with him. I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoy talking to him, which I'm sure he's throwing a party right now, just hearing me say that out loud. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I talked to him <laughs> yesterday and because remember I was saying I was seeing his totem. Yes. Um, I talked to him yesterday and I couldn't he couldn't get through to me because, again, I have people guarding my aura. So I had to go and be like, hey, can you just let him through for a few minutes? We might have some valuable information. Um, he popped in and like was like, you know. So his whole thing was wanting to capture my soul. Like that was his whole thing. When he came through the first time, he was like, oh, I almost had you, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was something similar this time. He was like, oh, I almost had you. It didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sorry, that didn't work out for you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> um, and that was mostly that. So, so yeah, so those kind of things can happen. Very, very, very rare. Again, we do not recommend that you go through and try to channel demonic entities. Please do not do that. We're just sharing what our experience has been, and maybe there's something in there that might be valuable for you. Um, interesting thing, when I was initially channeling this dark entity, I was just picking his brain, and oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so, interesting thing, um, and this is probably something you guys should know, is that some of these demonic beings will seek out humans. Like, And his whole thing was seeking out human women. Um, and... He will seek them out and like have those women bind themselves to him and use them. And these human women do this willingly. Like they will pledge themselves to him and he adds them to his collection of wives. He's got a couple thousand of them. He wanted to add me to his collection. <laughs> and I had picked his brain about that. And I was like, yo, so you've got this number of wives, you know, that's a whole number. Like that's, that's not, that's not an even, that's not an odd number. That's an even number. So what the fuck were you going to do with me? And he had said something like, well, I was going to kick one of them off, kick one of them out and then add you there so that it would still be a whole number. <laughs> and I was like, okay, don't you care about all of these wives? And he was like, no, no. And I was like, oh, okay. This is this isn't a conversation that makes sense to me, so I'm gonna move on. Um, but yeah, so it's just we know that humans will contact the infernal and intentionally try to make deals and quote unquote sell their souls and all this stuff. And you guys do not know the consequences of doing this thing. It is not good. We do not recommend that. Please do not bind yourself to the infernal for any fucking reason. Please do not. Giving you your warning. 
We'll probably have to give this warning again, but I see TikToks of women bragging about doing this kind of thing. And like people are like, how do I sell my soul? How do I do that? How do I get the riches? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. We can't, we can't, we can't save you guys all. It's either people who are A, not educated or B, they just don't care. So I think it, I think it really depends on like the person's motive at the time. But what people don't realize is that when you make deals like this, there is always hidden agendas within these deals and contracts. And through Tiara's story with D, we kind of learn, we've learned so much about like deals with demons through her soul family and her soul situation with D because that's what D did. And there are other members in her soul family who have done the same thing because she has like five celebrities in her soul family who are incarnate presently. And they have also have gotten entangled. But the thing is, is that they also didn't know. Like, I know we have talked to some of the spirits on her soul family. And, you know, we would send a warning like, hey, because you made this deal, you have now put your family at risk. And they're like, wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah. And so they just didn't know that making these types of deals or signing these kind of contracts put other entities, especially their family, because it's typically family that you're sacrificing, um, at risk. Mm, Absolutely. So that's why we say that it's so important that you don't entangle yourself with that infernal and oftentimes so what Ali is talking about is oftentimes like we'll see in Hollywood that people will sign 3D contracts that are infernal and they have no freaking idea until after they sign and then like you know their life kind of spirals so it's still important to have that awareness and know that hey Hollywood is pretty freaking dark the entertainment industry is pretty dark they're going to come after you if they can you know please be mindful please practice discretion all the time. Anyone wow. who's ever seen like The Devil's Advocate, I actually just watched. I actually just watched it for like the first time like a year ago. Um, yeah. But it's a very, it's a great depiction of what can happen in three D life, right? It's like that top, that top lawyer was signing on with this big firm, but little did he know that he was actually making the deal with the devil. And, you know, there's actually a lot of really good movies that might come across as like fantasy or fiction, but they actually are very accurate to things that are happening in people in real life scenarios, like signing these types of deals. And that's exactly what Tiara was just talking about. Yeah. And I'm of the belief, and I've seen this conspiracy floating around a little bit, that the cabal will show us the truth in movies films, entertainments, like they'll give us little tidbits of truth, but you just have to have the discretion to know that that's what they're trying to communicate to you. Um, Now, I've heard that it's because they want to avoid the karmic consequences. So something about like if they tell the truth in this particular medium that they don't suffer the consequences. I don't know how true that is. I think that's crazy. But that's the conspiracy theory. So yeah, there is truth. And a lot of the things that they show on the big screen, on television shows, um, sometimes in songs, you will hear people talking about some of the things that they've done and giving little tidbits of the truth and darkness. 
um, symbolism is also huge, huge, huge. So huge. definitely keep, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for some of that stuff because the information is there. The facts are there. You just have to, you know, grasp it. Um, yeah. And another really big one is um, the Simpsons. Like gosh, how many, how many predictions? Yes. Well, it's like how many predictions have the Simpsons played out for predictions for the f- next year that happen? It's like, how, how does it air before these events actually happen? And so like, there's this whole conspiracy theory around, you know, like Matt Groening, who is like the creator of the Simpsons and him being a Freemason and him, you know, like spreading the agenda before it happens. And so the Simpsons is a really fascinating rabbit hole if you are into conspiracies. Yes, um, that one comes up a lot, the whole Simpsons conspiracy, because it seems like they have a pattern and it seems that it's accurate. So that's also one to watch. Uh, at this point, like whenever the Simpsons predict something, um, you'll see memes popping up on a lot of social media channels that will say, see, the Simpsons predicted this. Were you guys watching? Were you guys watching? So uh, the information is out there and people are watching. It's just, I don't think enough people are watching, like if you know what I mean. Agreed. So we kind of went on a tangent. Um, we do that we here. We do that. <laughs> <laughs> we do that here. Uh, but I do want to kind of talk about people who might be interested in getting started in channeling and how to go about that. Like, I know for me, it was a natural gift that sort of just blossomed over time. It started off as audience and claircognizance. So I remember specifically when I first started to like open up into this gift, I was in my bathroom and I think it was like doing my hair or my makeup. I can't remember. And I distinctly heard like clear as day, like someone was in my ear whispering. I distinctly heard the words catalytic converter. And I was just like, why, why am I hearing the words catalytic? Is somebody like trying to try to steal my catalytic converter from my car? Like what the fuck? Um, (laughs) So I think a few, like a week later or something, I had to go and get my car smogged and I failed. And I asked why to the mechanic and they were like, it looks like you need a catalytic converter. And I was like, oh, someone was trying to give me a warning about that. That's interesting. So that was kind of like my first foray into channeled messages, channeled information. And from there, it just kind of exploded. But that was like my first time, like receiving information distinctly and consciously hearing it and then seeing something manifest in my physical. I think for me, there wasn't any profound experience like Tiara. I think for me, it really kind of sums back to like when I found out that I even had a goddess frequency when I was trying to be better at meditation and in one of my first meditation sessions, like that's when I heard you're a goddess. Oh yeah. 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 And I was, I, I didn't really know what to think. I was just kind of like, okay, you are officially losing your mind. Congratulations. (laughs) That was kind of the conversation I was having with myself. Yeah. And after the meditation, that's like when I messaged Tiara and she was just like, 
I don't think you're crazy. And then she kind of shared her story about how she found out that she was a goddess. And so I think just from that initial message, something was developing, but I didn't really know what to do with it. And I didn't really know how to go about it. And so I know for Tiara, she had recommended to me, hey, why don't you try automatic writing? And I was like, what is automatic writing? And she was like, it's actually a very simple practice where you want to be in a meditative state. And then if anything comes to your mind, you write it down. Anything. Like whether it's your own thought or not, write it down. And so I, that's really how I started. I was just like, okay, I can, I, I can try this. So I set a timer on my phone for like 10 to, 10 to 12 minutes And I got a pen and paper and anything that just came to my mind in that 10 or 12 minutes, I would just write it down. And Tiara, like, kind of gave me some hints about, you know, what is an actual message or what's a thought. Like, she was like, typically, if you are using, starting the sentence with I, it's probably a thought. But if you're getting something like a we, it's probably a channeled message. And that Mm -hmm. really was super useful information that really helped develop the skill. And I, again, I developed the skill overnight and I was channeling paragraphs within the month. And I was just like, Whoa, this is like something's happening here. And this is wild. And this is completely just changed my life. And I love it. Automatic writing is honestly, in my opinion, the best way to get started into channeling. Um, I did do some automatic writing, like after that experience, I I did something similar to Allie. I just, I think I set like 10 minutes aside and I was like, all right, I'm just going to write whatever comes to my mind. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to write. So I did that for 10 minutes and I got some of the most beautiful messages. Yeah. I think I've ever, ever. And usually what will happen is you'll get beautiful messages, usually from your spiritual guidance team, um, maybe from some of the deceased loved ones. And it is so, so beautiful. And I think I was so, so moved. I like stopped and cried for like five minutes because it was just so, so beautiful. Um, And this is when I was still technically 3D. So like it was very overwhelming experience for me. And I didn't channel automatic write again for a a while after that. Um, But that's typically how it is. Like you will get profound, beautiful messages of encouragement, of light. um, And it'll be like, we... Our, us, you. Yeah. So we do recommend that if you want to dip your toe into channeling to try to do some automatic writing, set a timer for like 10 minutes, just go. Um, Allie's method is interesting because don't you use the computer? I tried the paper and pencil or pen twice and I said yeah fuck this I don't I don't (laughs) like it because my thing is is that I like to stay in a very meditative state I don't like to do it with my eyes open and that's when I started moving to the computer because I know the keyboard so well that I can type with my eyes closed and not only can I type with my eyes closed but I can also get way more of the message because I'm a faster typer than I am writer Mm. and I remember telling Tiara about this and she was like how are you writing down messages with your eyes closed? She was like, your eyes are supposed to be open. And I was like, nothing comes through if my eyes are open. Because like I, the reason why I like to have my eyes closed is because I can see auras. So Mm -hmm. I know if an aura is in my energy, 
field. And this is actually has helped me channel is because when my eyes are closed and if I see a color or if I see an entity or like a shape of an entity, then I know this is a channeled message. So that's another reason why I do it with my eyes closed. And I was just like, screw this. I'm moving to the computer and I can type with my eyes closed and I can type more of the message. And that's when I went from like a sentence to Mm. like 30 sentences to make like a very long paragraph. And that's how my automatic writing really blossomed. Yeah, I've done both. I've done the writing with the pen and pad. And then I've also done the computer. Um, I didn't notice much of a difference. The computer was easier, I feel like. Uh, And it was, I was able to capture the messages faster. So that makes sense. But I didn't notice much of a difference in regards to like the amount of information coming through. So I'll do either method. Um, Ultimately, it's up to you, like as far as what method you're most comfortable with. Um, Again, for some people, they might like the pen and pad. For some people, the computer might be easier, especially if you're like Allie and you need to have your eyes closed. You need to be able to more or less go into a trance state. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see needing to do it on the computer. So it's up to you at the end of the day. But it is a good way to get started. Now, what we've done too, um, we'll still use automatic writing. Allie and I do hold channeling sessions. And usually when we do that, it's the kind of thing where we're grounding first. Um, Sometimes we'll go into meditations first to clear our aura, clear our energy, ground. Um, You want to let go of the stress, the tensions, the negative energy, because it will affect your ability to receive messages. Even when you're doing the automatic writing, you want to try to ground and release some of the negative energy because it will affect uh, it will affect you. So that's really, really important when you're going into channeling is to find a way to ground yourself, to put down the weights of your life, the weight of the world, and just connect. Connect to yourself, connect to the universe, trust that process. Um, there are different meditations you can do. There are different grounding exercises you can do. But that's going to be really, really important, especially for you who are trying to develop like a ritual that you learn how to ground yourself and how to release the negative energy because that's what's going to open you up. Step one. Yeah. And I think once you really start to develop the skill, you it's still always a good thing to ground. I really suck at it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not that I suck at it. It's just I... I just don't make the time for it. I don't know. It's my own personal issue with it. But once you really develop the channeling skill, you still should ground. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but you won't need to. Like for me, the reason I think part of the reason why I don't ground is because I can just get a message like and I can and I really have developed like hearing, which is great. So like. I can just use any of my clairs to just get the message and I don't need to ground. And so that's really it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because really I should be grounding and I really should be focusing more on my lower chakras. Um, but because I don't need them, I don't, which is, you know, the blessing and the curse all in one. <laughs> 
you know, you have the issue with grounding that I have with meditation because I don't mind grounding, but meditating, like, don't ask me to do it. It's just not my thing. I can maybe do it for 10 minutes before I start to feel restless. I just, it's just this thing, issue I have. I don't know. But grounding, and I, I like meditating all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're I really like doing. So we're opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which funny thing, if you, we've done this, um, if you go into a channeling session and you haven't grounded or meditated and you're in a mood, <laughs> um, I'm not saying it'll be bad necessarily for us. Like we'll get messages and we'll, we might be snappy. And it's just because we haven't grounded. And, you know, for the most part, the entities are really understanding, especially because Ali and I have both been going through a lot. Um, so they're ten, they tend to be mostly understanding, but not always. So oftentimes we've gone into sessions where they've been like, hey, you guys need to ground. <laughs> you guys need to ground more often. You need to connect to Gaia more often. You guys should consider you, meditating You need to meditate more. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, okay, noted. Thanks. Um, so that's that's always going to be really essential and important if you're going to, if you're trying to start a channeling journey. Now, keep in mind, if you're opening up yourself to channeling, there's a good chance you might be opening yourself up to the deceased too, which mm-hmm. comes with its own caution, um, because you might just receive things and not know where it's coming from. So what I have noticed is that the deceased have come to me if it's someone to whom I had a connection. Now, I don't know. I think for mediums, like I know some mediums have said that if they're in the vicinity of someone and that person has a deceased loved one that wants to talk to them, that the entity will come to them. I've never experienced that. Um, I think part of the reason why is because I haven't opened my energy up to that. I, I probably could. I just, I haven't done so. Um, I've just had the deceased entities come to me who knew me personally in some kind of way. And that could happen to you. Another thing that I just want to touch upon real quick is channeling does require a certain frequency. So mm. I know that we're talking a lot like, I'm sure many people can develop this skill, but you also have to bear in mind that you do have to be at a certain frequency and you have to be at a certain vibration in order to really develop the gift. I don't know. I know that every single person does have spiritual gifts. I don't know if channeling is for every person though. So I mean, as much as we talk about like ways to develop the skill and if you're interested in developing the skill, I just want to, give the warning or spread caution that it may not be your gift. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want you to feel discouraged or feel like you're unworthy. Just know that there are other amazing spiritual gifts that you possess. Um, We were, we probably will have an episode like going over the different gifts, but there are so many like such as being, you know, an empath, or being a dreamwalker or quantum jumper or being a tarot reader or being an Akashic record reader. There's so, 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 so many gifts out there. Um, I know channeling, we make it sound probably fascinating. Hopefully it is fascinating to you, but don't be discouraged if you don't develop the gift. 
Yes. Don't be discouraged. Absolutely. And some people might go into automatic writing and be like, oh, this isn't for me. And that is perfectly fine because we know that this isn't something that's for everyone. We're just trying to, if some of you guys are interested in exploring this, like giving you the tips and the tools to do that. Um, Now we, Allie and I ended up loving this. And interestingly, my, I believe it was my channeling guide who told me that I could if I wanted to, could channel beings through through time and space, which I've been able to do. So I have cool. not I have not tested this. Like I haven't tried to channel my soul from 10 lifetimes ago. I probably could do that. As a matter of fact, I should probably explore that. I probably could too. I've yeah. talked to my soul and she's told me a lot about like her journey, but I don't know. I haven't tried. You're right. I haven't tried talking to her like, what was it like a thousand years ago? Right. But I'm talking to like about an incarnate of my soul from like lifetimes ago, you know, like talking to that specific spirit and saying, that sounds hard. You think so? Probably not for you, but that sounds hard. I don't know. I think I also think things are hard and then I do them and I just pick them up very quickly and naturally. I'd like to explore that. I've been very, very fortunate. Um, Also, as I was saying to the public, like, please don't be discouraged. I heard fuzzies in my headphones. So there was a message coming through. Oh, wow. Wait, they wanted you to say that? No, I think they were just supporting what I was saying. I think that they were just encouraging um, others to explore their spiritual gifts and not be discouraged if channelings just so happens not to be one of them. Absolutely. Um, speaking of that, we're going to try to host some type of live channeling session. What that's going to look like, we're not quite sure yet. We're, we're exploring TikTok live, um, possibly exploring Instagram live, maybe. Um, but we are going to open up to live channeling sessions to give you guys a chance to observe, ask some questions, um, that kind of thing. So we're working on it. We're putting together a format. We'll let you guys know what that format's going to look like at some point in one of our future episodes. But just keep it keep that in mind that we are trying to open those up to the public. And if you're curious about like what type of entities we channel i can't guarantee that these entities will come through but things that we have channeled in the past are like you know gaia mother earth uh toth or toth depending on how you pronounce it he's like the egyptian god of wisdom there is also the galactic federation the archangels there's like shakti and shiva who are i think what hindi gods um just to kind of give you a sneak peek of the type of entities that we do channel and have come through and have provided us with really profound messages and that we have also channeled through this podcast. As well as our individual spiritual guidance teams, um, which at this point are kind of like merge spiritual guidance teams. <laughs> I don't really know. But they're yeah, not. we've cha- they're they're not. <laughs> well, it's like one of my guys is her guides. Now, well, it's because I stole him. That's different. See, that's what I okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, so it's 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 interesting. But um, so yeah, so God's deceased. Also, we have channeled um, spirits, souls, spirits, um, higher selves, souls, yeah, higher selves. I don't know that we've channeled a lot of extraterrestrial entities. 
Well, we have channeled um, like councils, like the Aurora Council. Yes. I consider Toth technically to be an extraterrestrial entity. Um, I don't. I do. I do. He's a god. Right, but he's an extraterrestrial entity. <laughs> okay. Technically. The Ibis. Yeah. Hmm. Blue avian. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, yes. I would like to channel more extraterrestrial entities, though. You know, they say you're supposed to they say you're supposed to technically have a connection to the entity in order for them to channel. But I don't know if that's true. I think it just depends on the person and the level of gift and the level of skill. I mean, like I said, entities just come seek me out. So I think it just depends. Yeah. I've 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 had something similar. I have this thing with my aura where I don't like people coming in it. So um, I don't know if we talked to you guys about the peanut gallery, this group of entities, whoever these entities are, that are observing our journey, our incarnation, and just watching and offering their own commentary like it's a reality TV show. I love them. TR hates them. (laughs) We call them the peanut gallery. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't gotten valuable information from the peanut gallery because I have. And they've come to me before and given me some valuable information. So I can't sit here and rip them apart. It's just... In the past, they have given me information that turned out to be very, very false and destructive. So I have my beef with them. Um, That's probably not going to go away anytime soon. Uh, But they do pop in. And oftentimes when we're channeling, they'll they'll pop in and like offer their gossip or whatever it is that they fucking do. Um, So, yeah, I've also had a lot of archangels just pop in and be like, hey. I'm just like, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I've met most of them. There's still a couple I haven't met, but like I said, they in the beginning, they were all seeking me out. And I was just like, what is this? Who are you? Why are how you many, here? How many are there again? Some say seven, others say 12. I actually, th- I am in the believer that there are 12. Okay, I think there are 12 too. Yeah. Okay. I've only connected to about seven. Oh, I think I've connected to like nine. So I'm almost there. Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, interesting stuff. So much (laughs) interesting stuff comes through our channel sessions, you guys. So I think you guys are going to be in for a real treat once we start opening those up to the public. Um, I think you guys are going to like it. I really do. Well... It is time to say goodbye for this week. How are we at 50 minutes? I know. That's why I was like, it's time to say goodbye. Holy shit. Um, I hope that you guys have found this to be as fascinating as we do. This is really kind of our life force around, you know, our being of who we are and like what we offer to the public. Uh, There's obviously other skills that Tiara and I have, which we will talk about when we do discuss the different types of spiritual gifts, because I have many and I know Tiara also has many. And so, um, you know, there's just many factors and aspects that like 
make up a human being and you know we don't like to put people in a box and so we really encourage others to explore you know explore who you are and explore what your spiritual gifts are because I'm telling you every single person has them it's just whether or not you are interested or willing or wanting to unlock whatever those gifts and skills are um I am a big believer that you are opening up to a whole new world and I am very spontaneous. I'm very open. I love exploring. I'm a truth seeker. And so this is why, I mean, I, I, I love being able to come on this podcast and do this every week and just kind of share my enthusiasm around it and hope I get others excited as well. Absolutely. Um, we do this because we love it, but also as a service to the broader collective, because we know yes. that there are people out there on a spiritual journey who don't have access to the information that could be of use and helpful to them. I know that I didn't have access to any of that information. Like, you know, I, I did what I could. Um, so we, we offer this as a resource to you guys and because we care, because we know that that journey is not easy. So please do utilize this information. Um take advantage of it and reach out to us if you guys need anything. Yeah. And if you guys have comments, you know, I would love to get our audience involved. So if you guys like have any ideas on topics that you want us to discuss or explore, like please comment, like please interact with us, send us messages. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Please, please do. If there's something that, you know, you want to know more about, even if it's something you heard in one of our prior episodes, like we're more than open to expanding on any topic because she and I could talk for like five hours about just about anything. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys hear fuzzies, I don't know if TR is going to edit out, edit out the fuzzies I hear in my headphones, but um, it's just kind of, kind of cool if she actually keeps them in because I mean, you'll know that this is like them trying to communicate with us. Are they saying anything? Yes. What are they saying? <laughs> They are just really appreciative that we're doing this. They have been pushing us to do this for a long time. They're also agreeing with, you know, certain things. If I'm in a certain sentence, like how I was saying, like, don't be discouraged. They were like, yeah, like, thank you for sharing that. And like, okay. encourage them to explore their gifts. And so, yeah, they, they're, the fuzzies are them communicating. And I don't know why, but it usually happens on my end, not TRs. Oh, because I've told them, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> So, <laughs> so please do, please do um, continue to listen, check in. If you want more information about this podcast or myself and Allie, please visit our website, www.goddessvibrationstudio.com. Okay. Bye everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Take care, you guys.